Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody, and welcome to TSP Wagers, brought to you by Tavour. Want free craft beer delivered straight to your front door? It's easy. Go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. My name is Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats, and I'm here Joined you almost, as you almost forgot your name there for a second, didn't you? <laughs> by Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson. Nah, I just had to make it a little more dramatic there tonight, go. Ben. There we go. I love it. I love How it. you doing, man? How you doing? <laughs> Can't complain, man. Cannot complain. You know what tomorrow is, so that makes me happy. <laughs> totally makes me happy. Yes, yes. Was a, tomorrow is It was Friday. a long week. Hey, it's been a long week. I had to had to recover from being off a couple of days being down in Vegas from last week and it just kind of poured over to this week. So Dude, for real, this week definitely did not seem 100% normal. I will agree with that. Yep. Um, but man, you know, we did well on Wednesday's uh episode. We went 3 and 2. Yep. Uh fucking Walker Bueller continues to shit the bed in Facts. September. So that's something we need to pay attention to going forward because he has not been good for like four starts. We are not talking Dodgers today, though. I'm fine um, with that. We got some interesting games this week because a lot of the playoff contenders, and if you're new to the show, we try to handicap games that have some kind of meaning to it and not just a game. But this uh, on Friday, we really only have one game between two playoff contenders at least that we have pitchers for right now. And I don't even consider the Padres a playoff contender anymore. I think that ha- that ship has sailed. Yep. Um, but Ben, what are you sipping on tonight? I'm drinking some bourbon, man. I, EGIF, uh, baby. Yeah, well, it's Thursday, <laughs> but, um, so I'm going, uh, I'm going with the Knob Creek twice barreled rye. So this is a, a Kentucky straight rye whiskey, um, finished in secondary Oaks, uh, oak barrels and this is 100 proof so it's a it's a little high um, definitely not uh, anything close to my highest but it's a uh, it's a limited release um, kind of getting close to the end of the bottle here so um, it's been one that I've been enjoying but oh, yeah, man. Uh, I mean there's only about probably like a fifth of the bottle left so it's going to go up on the on the wall and save for a rainy day at this point so love it man yeah love it I love it all right, well, tonight I'm, I'm sipping on a Southern Grist Brewing Company beer, which is, uh, they're based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Ooh, Tennessee. Nashville. Uh, and this is a strawberry upside down cake IPA. Ooh. 7.5%. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, uh, 
Sounds pretty interesting. Uh, I'm actually finishing my beer that I had. I forgot I poured a beer before we started recording. So I got to finish this one. Then I'm going to drink that one. But I'm like halfway through. So I'm going to get there. Uh, But before we started recording, if uh, you're new to the show and you're new to any of the taproom shows, because we have been getting some new listeners, Ben and I, huge Sharks fans, both grew up in San Jose. Oh, we're going this Uh, route, huh? So I have to ask you, dude, this whole Evander Kane thing continues to go on. Like, dude, don't you think the Sharks should just cut bait at this point? And They can't. They can't. They're contractually, contractually obligated. Until there's a reason that is proven uh, legitimate, and we don't have that reason yet. That, that's, but don't you it, think it's if all they, just if she they... said, she said at this point? That's the problem. Do, I mean, do yeah. I think that he should go? Absolutely. It's a It's a distraction. But I mean, the NHL just came out and uh, and said that he, you know, through their investigation, they didn't find any, you know, betting on games. I mean, now the betting thing, though. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. But now we have to look at, um, you know, the the domestic violence issues and, you know, but with the whole betting on games thing, like this is where it, it becomes it becomes iffy because who is the one who threw it out there that he was betting on games. He was betting on his own games and that's his ex-wife. And that's the person who, who's now kind of out of nowhere saying there were all these domestic violence issues. So who do we believe here? And I, I mean, I am one of those people that is, I'm going to believe the victim before I believe the person who is, you know, who's getting called out for these, yeah. but can I take a hundred percent of the big victims bl- like blame here? No, because we've already been proven that one of the, you know, outstanding items that she threw out there was false. Well, or at least they didn't find on what? On that. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, how do you prove that? Cause when you go to Vegas, you know, they don't take your ID when you make a bet. So and he could like throw money to his homeboy and fucking have yeah. it. I mean, that's just some that's an allegation that's hard to prove. I mean, it's, yeah, it's going to be I'm circumstantial. Guessing, right? I'm guessing if it, with someone like Evander Kane, I don't think he's going through a casino. I think he's going through an individual bookie. And that's going to be where they're going to be. It's going to be know, even harder to his prove. Text messages. Well, but I think they'll be looking through his text messages, his, his communications and finding, you know, how that actually happened. I mean, to be honest, the when NHL... You're paying somebody $60 million over eight years. Well, the NHL doing the investigation, the last thing they're going to do is fucking be like, yeah, we got a player fucking uh, betting on his own games. The NHL ain't going to call that out. That's going to be like an independent investigative journalist that's going to fucking leak that shit. You know what I mean? Because why it doesn't yeah, benefit the, the NHL if, by any means for them to say... Oh, yeah, he bet on games. One of our players was betting on his own games. But if it comes out that then that the NHL did this investigation and then somebody and, 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 you know, investigator finds out later that he actually was, then that's just going to show how bad the NHL is. And I don't think them as a a large corporation like they are, I don't think they're going to want to put themselves in in that that situation when we saw mlb do it with uh with pete rose like they called him for sure that's why 
that's why what's going to happen is they're going to fucking suspend him over. They're going to make even, I mean, I don't know, dude. This is me putting my tinfoil hat on. But they would much, well, they would much rather, you know, kick a guy out of the league for domestic abuse than for gambling on his own games. So even if they did find that he was gambling on his own games, they have this other shit that you said is he said, she said. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they could very well just be like, oh, yeah, he's a fucking domestic abuser. Like, we need to get out, get him out of here. But yeah. meanwhile, they really kicked him out because he was betting on his games. You know what I mean? It's just a lot of, like you said, dude, it's a lot of he said, she said. It's all circumstantial. But the one thing we do know is that Evander Kane does have massive debts to casinos. So. And he's kind of a piece of shit. So Yeah, and he is a piece of shit. So yeah. we know those two things. So, like, when, where there's smoke, there's fire, in my opinion. And, like, I thought the Sharks could just cut bait. And then when this thing does, if anything does come of it, then they could, like, sue him to get the money back or whatever. But I mean, to be honest, like I'm I'm cool paying him to not play for the Sharks because at this point it's a distraction to the organization. Yeah. It's a distraction to the to the players that are trying to get ready for a season. And all season they're gonna have to answer questions about Evander Kane. Yeah. Because if I was a reporter, first thing I'm asking is, hey, if they lose, hey, you think Evander threw this game tonight? <laughs> i mean that's great journalism maybe, dude. maybe but i don't know if you could go that's that. great journalism <laughs> that's emmy award winning <laughs> you dude. can't go that far um, <laughs> you know my my interesting thing though is uh we saw mario ferraro um you know again for your sharks fan this young gun defenseman who has been playing out of his mind the last two years comes out and and makes a statement of hey evander kane is my teammate i'm gonna play with him i'm gonna play hard for him so, you know, I'm, I'm really wondering if Kevin Kurz, who in my mind is a bigger piece of shit than, than um, Patrick Kane, or sorry, not Patrick Kane, uh, <laughs> Evander Kane, Patrick Kane's a piece of shit too, but uh, Evander Kane, but like, uh, like Kevin Kurz has been known, he's a, he's a beat writer in San Jose for all of you who don't know who Kevin Kurz is. He's been known to stir the pot and he's been known to go through and make these wild accusations from you know make a make a, a huge hill out of an anthill or what's the make a mountain out of an anthill and if somebody says like oh you know trevor or, uh, evander pissed me off last night he's gonna say oh everybody on the the sharks do, doesn't like evander like he is well, we don't, he is again, it, he again, is that she said, she said. but but he is that type of reporter he has done it before and that's, journalism, that's why though. I take that's no, that's not when you're a a home reporter there. We've gone way off. Yeah, but, all right. I know. But real quick, my biggest pet peeve about beat writers is that I think they're way too friendly with the players and they don't ask them tough questions. And that's usually what I hate about beat writers, bro. Like, I can't stand it. Like, they do not ask tough questions because they don't want to lose the respect of the players because their job revolves around it. And I get it. I get it. Yeah, but but you you ask the tough questions against the other team. You ask the tough questions that don't don't put no, your own I, team at fault here, especially if you're trying to gain that respect and you're if you're trying to get that information from your your well, team. That's like the problem, I think you is go after he's trying why why does he need to gain respect? His job is to report on the team what he hears. That's his job. It's not supposed to be to get the players respect. And that's that's the issue I have because 
then it doesn't lead then it leads to biased journalism because they're always pro that team i think we need to we need to take this to our five minute clinic on <laughs> we do on sunday we'll, we'll talk Definitely more about this it's a uh, but i mean it is a it is an interesting conversation dude because you know 100%. the sharks are in an interesting position and there is no 100%. there is no right or wrong answer on it which is why we could debate it forever because it's totally subjective dude so it really just depends on the person how they want to see that scenario play out with the sharks right now you know what i mean yep but anyways we're gonna talk some bit best bets this week friday back to the issue at hand yeah (laughs) we're talking all (laughs) all major league baseball games like i said in the beginning of the show um we try to keep it you know with playoff oriented games that mean something um so we're gonna start it off this week we're gonna talk toronto blue jays against the minnesota twins Toronto is going to Minnesota. Toronto is away playing at target field. Toronto sending Jose Barrios to the mound. He's 12 and eight with a 3.45 ERA. He'll be facing Bailey Ober, who is two and three with a 4.34 ERA and 19 games started. Ben, I did not know this guy. has pitched. I've, I've never even heard of Bailey Ober before. Uh, Again, so I mean, how much I've right. And, and if you're listening, take that into consideration. I have not watched a ton of Minnesota Twins games. Yeah. Ben has not watched a ton of Minnesota Twins games. I have watched a lot of Toronto Blue Jays games, so. I, I ha- yes, we have watched a lot of Toronto Blue Jays games. So right now, the Blue Jays minus 153 on the money line. Minnesota plus 143 over under is sitting at nine. So let's talk about this one, Ben. Yep. What do you think? I mean, there's two bets here that I really want to take. But I'm a little skeptical here because of of the public being on this so much. Um, well, before before you, because I know you want to take Toronto money line. I do I want to take Toronto money, especially at minus one fifty three. That's not that's not bad. And yeah, I do want to take the over because Toronto's offense is good. Minnesota's offense is okay, but Minnesota's defense is just absolute trash. I mean, they're twenty eighth. 20th in runs, 26th in hits allowed, 20, I'm sorry, uh, 20 seconds in strikeouts allowed, uh, or strikeouts against, and seventh in walks allowed. When you're going against a team like Toronto, who's sixth in runs, ninth in hits, and sixth in walkouts allowed on the defensive side. So that makes me, again, really want to push for Toronto money line. And let's, let's go against uh, on their offense. You've got Toronto's offense, third overall in runs, second overall in hits, 19th in walks, but then second in strikeouts allowed. So, like, that makes me initially want to lean Toronto here. Uh, There's a Minnesota pitcher that I've never even heard of. Um, Somehow he has 19 starts, but he's only two and three. So we got to look at that because that right there tells me it's it's tie ball games and it's it's the you know it's the the relief pitching that's causing all the issues in his starts but he also doesn't go distance he goes four or five innings he's he hasn't gone past six innings so far this this year and he's only hit six innings twice so it's yeah. gonna be a relief pitching game 
yeah, I mean, Bailey Ober definitely doesn't go deep in the games considering he's only two and three. So, I mean, he only has five decisions out of 19 yeah. starts, which is not good, dude. And that's what caught me off the most, caught me off most so, uh, off guard. The interesting thing about this, too, is Jose Barrios got traded from Minnesota to Toronto. This is his first time back in Minnesota since being traded. He has started one game against Minnesota since the trade. That was in Toronto for ERA, so he wasn't great in that game. But there could have been a lot of emotions in that game. You know what I mean? Because it was his first time facing his old teammate. There could be a lot of emotions in this game, too. You know, his first start back in Minnesota. But the Toronto Blue Jays are playing for something, right? They're half game back in the wild card, and they need the W. And this is a game they should absolutely win. They have the better lineup. They have the better players. Jose Barrios is the better starter on the mound. And Toronto has the better bullpen. Toronto's kind of – their bullpen was shaky the first half of the season. They've kind of figured it out here towards the end of the year. You know, their bullpen hasn't been a big issue if we're keeping it 100%. Like, the game they lost yeah. against Toronto, Robbie Ray wasn't good. Robbie Ray gave up, like, six earned runs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, their bullpen has kind of figured it out. So really, I'm with you, dude. I think the money line Toronto here is solid. I was going to say, do you think we take runs in the first inning because Jose Barrios could be shaky? We know Ober, you know, he's not great, and he doesn't get deep into games, so he's given up runs in the first inning. I'd like to see I'd like to see the numbers on that. I know you have uh, you have splits for first inning runs, um, you know, and how often they hit that, but. I mean, both of these pitchers, especially in the last, well, in the last. Damn, actually, uh, Ober is very good in the first inning. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what I'm looking at is because Ober in the last five, he's got one uh, one start with zero runs. He's got two starts with two, a three, and a four. And he's gone four, four and a third, four, six, and five innings here. So I don't know if we necessarily take that first inning. Maybe we um, go no I'd runs first inning be, because uh, what about Barry? Because he lets a lot of runs in too. But granted, those are a little bit, in my opinion, those are probably going to be coming later in the game because so, he does go a little bit further, um, you know, down the line there. Six, six and two thirds, seven innings there. So Ober's pitched 19 games, right? 19 mm-hmm. games started. In the first inning, he's only allowed to run three times. His three earned runs in 19 innings. Wow. And 19 first innings pitched. So he's definitely good in the first inning. Berrios, on the other hand, not good in the first inning. 30 Mm -hmm. innings pitched, 30 first innings pitched, 13 earned runs, 3.9 ERA. So he's actually, you know, better for the rest of the game, except in the the sixth, or I'm sorry, the seventh inning is where he has his highest ERA is seven. So uh, maybe then I don't I don't think we I don't we like that, that bet. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like e- either it. Either way, first no runs or a run. I I think we should actually go under first five here. What's it sitting at? Nine five, so it's four and a half five. Yeah. Because Ober doesn't even get touched up in the See, but like I, you, I worry about Bailey. Or sorry, I worry about yeah, Bailey Ober. Um, yeah, but if you look at his so in the oh, second inning, 
last time he played Toronto, which was just the 18th, he went four innings, four hits, four runs. And yeah, that's I mean, our over right there. He, I mean, really the third inning is where he is getting starts to get touched up because first time through the lineup, he's only allowing 216 batting average, 673 OPS, only giving up 15 runs the first time through a batting order. Second time is where he really gets touched up, dude. He's allowed 21 runs in the second time through the inning. Uh, or second time through the batting order, I'm sorry. And he's giving up a 979 OPS. So no, I don't like it. If anything, I'd go over here. Ooh, I don't I wouldn't touch the over. Just with, personally, with if it's pitchers, either gonna be under or don't or don't bet it. I I, I don't I, as like far as the because... first five, the first five I'm saying. Is... Yes. Yeah. No, and and that's a big reason why I don't like. I would go over here because Obert is getting roughed up in the first five innings. He doesn't make it past five innings here. Um, and he's been allowed recently. Yeah, but what if Barrios last, goes five month, innings and doesn't give up nothing? The, uh, which is very possible because he does good in the first five innings. It's uh, the six, seventh he inning allows, where he is. He up. he allows runs. I mean. He's got his starts where he doesn't make it to six and he allows. But he also has his starts where he goes like, where he's unhittable. That's the problem. He's hella inconsistent, dude. He's hella inconsistent. I mean, you've got the four, like the 19th where he goes six and two thirds, allows three runs. You have the 14th where he goes seven and allows one, six and two thirds, two, six and two thirds, three, seven, one, three, and he allows four. And where he's five, giving up those three. runs though is a six inning, six, seventh inning. Well, That's where he's getting touched games, up. Except for these games where he doesn't even make it there. You know, but I'm saying he has more and went he has four more and a third games. and went six. He allowed six runs. Right. But he has like, more games on the other side than he does on shitty games. Cause I mean, his ERA is only 3.65 for the year. So he's definitely on the better side of through the first. Since through August, he's allowed 24 runs in 16, 21, 31. 42 so the third inning and the in 55 the sixth through, inning are his two worst innings. he's allowed what did i say 24 runs like that's not great that's a run every other inning so I, I i can't i can't faithfully put anything for an under in the first five i won't i i would lean Whoa. over in the first five i will take a shot bet on over in the no, first no, 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 because I don't necessarily love the under. I just said if I was going to take a first five over under, it was going to be the under. I don't like the over. Okay. I don't love the under, but I don't like the over at all. Yeah. Because I, I would go, I would go over here personally. I like Jose Barrios. I think he's a good pitcher. Um, and I think coming back to Minnesota, like he's comfortable there and he's going to want to show out against his old team, dude, in front of his old fans. You know what I mean? Like, I do think there's an element. I can't quantify it, but I think there's an element of that to that game, dude. Like, this is yeah. humans we're talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is why I also like Toronto money line. And I would probably take Toronto run line minus one and a half for the full game for better value. Because Toronto smacks teams when they, play, when they win. Let's see. I just want to see how... Four two five three six two three seven. They got smacked today by Minnesota, though. Yeah, so they're gonna bounce back tomorrow. Yeah, they should. Who pitched tonight for Minnesota? Uh, 
Pulling that up. Michael Pineda, who's their one of their better pitchers. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, man. I, I I think there's good value on that minus one and a half, dude. I think we can go. I think we take both. Money line and minus one and a half. Or first five minus a half and then whole game minus one and a half. Maybe just the one. Maybe the we just minus, take minus one, and, one half. and a half. Yeah, just for the better better value. And then we don't. It. If 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 it doesn't hit, we're not zero two. Yeah, I, I mean, like the minus again, one and a half better than anything else. Hit, but I think, especially value wise, you're sitting at plus one hundred, plus one hundred five. I'll just take that minus one and a half here. Um, but again, I I I'm fairly confident in Toronto taking this game. Um, yeah. And no, they're, dead, I, they're winning this. I take that. I take that plus one hundred five over that minus one fifty, minus yeah. one sixty on some books. So, yep. okay, hundred percent agree, dude. All right, let's move on to the second game. We have the Seattle Mariners heading into the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim in Angel Stadium. Uh, Seattle coming off a four-game sweep of the shitty ass Oakland Athletics. Seattle sending Logan Gilbert to the hill, who's six and five with a 4.82 ERA. He'll be facing Jose Suarez, who's seven and eight with a 3.67 ERA. Right now, Seattle is minus 120 on the money line. Los Angeles plus 100 over under is at eight. What do you think, Ben? A little tough. This is definitely a little tough. Um, you know, I'm leaning here with uh, with Seattle. Um, even though Suarez is a little bit better of a pitcher, um, you know, Seattle is in kind of a must-win situation. Um, you know, if there's any chance of them taking a wildcard position, they have to win. Um, Seattle's on a, a five-game win streak right now. And, um, you know, it's uh, – I mean, you, you turn the table there and, you know, LA's on a six-game losing streak. Uh, two and eight – or sorry, eight, two and eight in their last – 10 games is no bueno, especially compared to Seattle's uh, seven and three. So I, I, you know, I, I definitely would lean Seattle here. I think their, uh, their offense is a little bit uh, kind of on the upside within these last couple of weeks. And that's where, you know, I, I got to go with the flow here and I got to take Seattle. This one's tough because Seattle, I mean, Dude, they were they've been great against the A's this year, dude. I think they were like fifteen and two against the A's. Yeah. Right, and that's that's a huge chunk of your wins, and their offense sucks, dude. Like they're not a good offense. They don't hit. They're like last in the league in average for teams, and somehow I don't know how they do it, but they win ball games, dude. It's the weirdest shit of all yeah. time. Yep. Yeah. Like they have a negative run differential. Or they might be positive now after this A series, but like they're they're not even ten plus positive ten run differential, and they're ten games over five hundred. Like that doesn't even compute. Like that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, 
So I think the under is the best bet here because Logan Gilbert has been great in his three starts against the Angels. The Angels are not a good offensive team aside from Otani, but Otani's been fucking, he hasn't been good in the second half of the season. Yeah, he has definitely been a lot, you know, less potent. He's been um, nowhere near as good in his first half. I'd, I'd lean the under. The only problem with the under that I see is Suarez, when he's playing decent teams, he he does allow some runs. So he does allow, you know, three runs. Uh, I guess, never mind. The only one he didn't really allow a whole lot of runs on, on was, uh, was Houston here. Oakland, three. Houston, one. San Diego, two. Cleveland, three. And those um, are again, all better offenses than Seattle, dude. I'd put Oakland there. I'd put San Diego kind of close. How do all right? Same so thing. How does this Seattle deep into games? I mean, that's true. How's, but how's Seattle's bullpen? I mean, Seattle's bullpen's good. That's why they're good. Sorry, how's a uh, how's LA's bullpen? Not good. Not that's good. why they're bad. But. They've been good of late. I mean, they've been they've been all right. Over under sitting at eight. LA at home over under is 36 and 39. Or sorry, uh 46 and oh wow. LA over has hit 46 times. The under has hit 29 when they're at home. When Seattle is away. The over is hit 43 times, 32 has not. These are, I mean, these numbers tell me to take the over. Last 10 games, Seattle has been averaging against LA. Seattle has been averaging 4.9 runs. LA has been averaging five runs. So that's 9.9, almost 10 runs per game. But the Mariners are a good pitching team and the the Angels don't hit well. I mean, you look at their last 10, they put up five runs, five runs, zero runs, two runs, one run, four runs, nine, three, three, one. So six out of those 10, they're putting up three or less runs. Yeah, but they're allowing a lot of runs. That is true. They're allowing nine, 10, 10. Oakland series true. was low, you know, three. That is true. So maybe three, we take five. maybe we take Seattle money line here, minus 120. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's a I, I think that's great value here. Because yeah, I mean Gilbert's been maybe we've been taking first five money line too, because Gilbert he's pitched uh three times against the Angels in the last month. Oh, no, hold on. He's pitched twice against them this year. He pitched against them in July and June. He's only given up three earned runs in 10 innings. Suarez, on the other hand, they haven't – I mean, these two teams haven't played for a while since July. So a lot's different. Yeah, I think we take Seattle money line here. I think that's the best bet. I don't love the over-under just because I don't think – I don't think the Angels are going to score that much, to be honest. It's, mm. and I don't, I don't trust the Mariners' offense enough to, to be like, oh yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna put up 
six runs, dude. Like, I just don't yeah. trust it. Yeah. So I think we take Seattle money line here. I think that's the best bet for sure. And maybe even first five money line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. I do first five and I do full game. Again, are we putting all our, all our eggs in one basket? I mean, the only other bet I would take is like first five under because both all both these pitchers have been good in the last month. And as far as it's sitting at eight, so we're looking at four. Suarez has only given up in the month of September three runs, one run, one run. And one of those starts, he went nine innings against Texas. And then Gilbert, on the other hand, he's only given up one run, two runs, two runs. And he's pitched 17 innings, dude. Yeah. Only given up four runs. So, I mean, both these pitchers are solid in the month of September. They're both hot. So maybe we take first five under and Seattle money line. That those might be the two best bets. First five under and Seattle money line. Okay. Good value there in, in both of those. Yeah, okay. both both starters are hot in the month of September. They're yep. both pitching well. Both of them. First five under four and then Seattle money line. Okay. Logan Gilbert in September has a two era and suarez has in the month of september has a 2.21 era yeah so both guys are pitching well and batting wise i mean you look at uh i'm sorry that's the wrong tab here you look at seattle um and in the month of september they're only batting 238 which is surprisingly high for Seattle. Um, but then you look at LA um, and they're batting, of course, my computer screen wants to uh, blank out really quick. Uh, they're batting 213 in September. So no, no That's what bueno. I'm saying, dude. No bueno. Seattle. So, yeah, let's take that under first five. Love it. All right. So we're going under first five, Seattle, LA, and then we're taking Seattle money line minus 120. All right, let's move on to the last game. We're going to talk about the big one, the one, the game that probably has the most playoff implications in it because right now both these teams are one and two in the wild card. We're talking New York Yankees versus Boston Red Sox. We're talking six-hour, nine-inning baseball games. Yes. <laughs> so much yes. <laughs> So New York sending Garrett Cole, who's 15 and eight with a 3.03 ERA to the mound. He will be opposing Nathan Eovaldi, who's 10 and eight with a 3.52 ERA. The Yankees are minus 115 on the money line. Boston plus 105 over unders at nine, Ben. What do you think here? First five, Boston. First five, Boston, especially the way that Garrett Cole pitched his last start versus Cleveland. He went five and two thirds, two thirds innings, 10 hits, seven runs, seven earned. Um, one walk and seven strikeouts there. Um, I mean, really just the, the way that he's been pitching after, 
you know, he had, he had a couple good starts in, you know, at the end of August, but then September has just kind of been, eh. um, you know, he, he hasn't played well against Toronto. He didn't play well against Cleveland. Um, the last two times he went against Boston. Okay. He went six innings, five hits, one earned five innings, six hits, three earned. Um, time before that five innings, eight hits, six earned. And that's the only time that he's played Boston here. So of those three starts, he's gone 16 innings, uh, 20 hits and 10 runs, 10 earned runs. It's not great. And I mean, Eovaldi's been kind of on a, a better – he's been pitching well. Oh, I mean, Eovaldi, since August, the Red Sox haven't lost a game that he started in since August. August 23rd. They lost against the Yankees <laughs> on August 17th. Before, but that's, but it's since uh, the beginning of August, that's the only loss they've had since he, yeah. he started a game. And he really, he didn't, he didn't pitch bad that, that game. They went five, uh, they lost that game two to nothing. Uh, five innings. Seven. That was also when the Yankees were like smoking hot. Yeah. They were hot, hot, hot then. Now they're like, you know, they're all right, but. They're coming off a series against Texas, Cleveland, in which they lost two of three. Um, so I don't know how much weight to put into how well the Yankees have pitched. Garrett Cole did not pitch well in his last start. That was his first start Horrible. back from from coming off the injured list, though. So we do have to keep that in mind. Was it? Yeah, that was his first start coming off the injured list. But he hasn't been good against Boston all year, really. No, no. Second, because he pitched oh, on the second. 14th. He pitched. Did he pitch against the Orioles first? Yeah. Okay. But even then, it wasn't that long of a break. I mean, he pitched on September seventh, and he went to September fourteenth. Yeah. So it was only a week break, but. And the Red Sox are hot right now, dude. Mm -hmm. They are red God, hot. As long as they don't wear those ugly ass jerseys, Jesus Christ! What are they doing? Yeah. Who? Yellow and blue. Those UCLA Bruins or UCLA what? Red Sox, dude. Like, Boston Bruins. Oh, they already have a Bruins. I forgot. Yeah, but they're black <laughs> and yellow. Like, at least do that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, um, those uniforms are fucking wild, bro. But I definitely I agree with you. First five money line. I'm with that bet. Yeah, I'm with it. That's and I'd probably take under first five there. too, to be honest. Under five first five would be good. I take that. I think it's because so I think it's going to be a, I think this game's going to be a pitcher's duel, to be honest. Yeah, I think we're going to, once we get to relief pitching, that's where we're going to, we're going to hit. Uh, Yankees yep. total has gone under six of the last nine. Uh, Boston's actually gone over in six of the last eight, though. But I mean, look who they're facing, dude. Texans and Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Or no, sorry. Uh, no, Boston. Baltimore and uh, the Mets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense, man. Boston, eight and two in their last 10. Yankees seven and three. Uh, like these are two two teams that are playing well right now. Uh, which is but they, I think the Red Sox have won like seven in a row. Red Sox have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row. Seven yep. in a row. Yeah, mm -hmm. dude, they're hot right now, bro. I mean, Seattle, Baltimore, and the Mets. <laughs> I mean, Seattle's fighting for a playoff spot. That's true. 
That's true. And they went into Seattle and beat the shit out of them, dude. Yeah. Well, they went two and one against uh, against Seattle, nine to four, eight to four, and then they should have won the first game to too. Yeah. It was a close game. Yeah. Okay, so but, we're going first five money line Boston, and, and then under first under, five. Under first five, I think we can go under full game too. Ooh, I don't love either of these bullpens enough to go under full game. That's true. Okay. But I also don't love the Yankees offense. But the Red Sox can put up runs, and they've been hitting very well, especially at home lately. Okay, so first five under. Kyle Schwarber, dude, hit Boston. two home runs the other night. The last time they played on Wednesday against the Mets, two jacks, Ben. Kyle yeah. Schwarber. Yep. Aren't you guys glad you got rid of him? No, not me. <laughs> that's, he's on the Nationals. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was hot before they got rid of him, too. Yeah, dude. He hit, like, fucking 10 games. He hit, like, seven home runs or something. Yep. He's hot right now, bro. Yep. Yep. Boston money line first – or Boston first five money line under first five, five runs. It's probably going to be four and a half, five runs. All right, so let's rewind it. Let's recap. First game we have the Toronto Blue Jays versus the Minnesota Twins. We're taking Toronto minus one and a half on the run line. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, bet right there. Toronto minus one and a half on the run line. Second game, we have the Mariners against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. This game, we are going minus 120 on the money line, and we are taking the first five under four. like it third game we have the yankees against the red sox garrett cole versus nathan eovaldi this game we're going first five under four and a half to five runs it's, it's gonna be a five because over under is at nine so it'll yep. be five it will be five so we're gonna go under first five five i would also take it down to four and a half though yeah because it may go there very quickly and then we're taking boston first five money line Yep, Nathan Eovaldi on the hill. I love it. I love it, Ben. So what's your best bet of the day? Hmm. Uh, Evander Kane plays for the Sharks this year. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, since we talked about it. No, I'm going to go uh, Toronto, Minnesota, minus one and a half. Toronto, Toronto, Minnesota, minus one and a half. I'm going to go Mariners, Angels, under first five. Yeah, that was going to be my number two. Mariners, Angels, under first five. Last week, my best bet, or last episode on Wednesday, my best bet was one of the ones that didn't hit, so. (laughs) (laughs) You're not supposed to say that. We're going to bounce back this week. We're going to bounce back, or today. Today. It feels Mm -hmm. like a week ago that we did it, but. Today, we're going to bounce back. Hey, y'all, thank you for tapping in. Make sure to go to tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device. Use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of 20 your first purchase of 10 of $20 or more. $10 off your first purchase of $20 or more. 25 25 25 We've been saying Sorry. this for months, brother. I know, dude. Fuck. How was your? It, that makes me ask. How was your beer? It had to be good. <laughs> it's good. I mean, I, I haven't finished it, but it's it's good, man. It, it definitely tastes like a strawberry shortcake. I will say that. Yeah. Okay. Then it's an IPA, correct? It is. Okay. Sour IPA. 
I gotta make sure I say that sour IPA. It's not sour. All right, sour yeah. IPA. You better not. People are gonna come after you. Out there. Yeah, yeah. come after you. Shit. Uh, how was your bourbon, Ben? It was good. Definitely good. Um, you know, it's a limited release, so you know, if you're out there, if you're a bourbon connoisseur, um, it's a it's a good, decent kind of mid range bottle here. Um. You know, it's not going to be something that you're going to write home about, but it's it's definitely kind of that notch up from, you know, just your basic Knob Creek. Um, so again, that was the uh, twice barreled rye, and it was the uh, secondary oak finish coming in at 100 proof, so 50. percent um, It's not my favorite of the Knob Creek limited releases, but it's a it's a it's a good bottle. Um, Would you steal a hundred thousand dollars worth of it? No, I'd go a different route if I was going to steal $100,000 worth of bourbon. But, um, but it's just, it rise are just a little bit harder to drink on the rocks. I mean, they're, they're a wonderful, wonderful bourbon to, to mix. Um, I guess then people are going to get pissed off because I'm saying it's bourbon, but it's Kentucky straight rye whiskey. Um, but, uh, it's a, it's a, you know it's to me a rye is something that you mix um you know in your old fashioned in your manhattan um and not necessarily drink uh you know drink on the rocks like i am so i still it, it's good it's earthy um the earthy tones are a little bit lighter because it's uh twice barreled but uh you know for 45 50 bucks it's a it's a good bottle and giving y'all the fucking insights on the bourbon for real nice dude i like it one last best bet before we get out of here fresno state minus 30 tonight against unlv unlv fucking unlv is like one of the worst division one programs i've ever seen in my entire life Mm -hmm. they have tate martell who's like an eighth year fucking uh senior dude i mean this guy's been in college for like 10 years dude i'm not even joking dude he's been there forever uh i like i like fresno state here coming off of a big win against ucla that's the only thing i don't like about it is because it could be a letdown type situation but i do like that minus 30 ben yeah okay good to know good just for some extra cash out there for y'all uh, and I hit, money on it. I hit Marshall it. plus seven to nine, dude. So that was that was nice. So, there we go. All right, from Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, I'm Jordan Stacks That's on me. Stacks on Stacks. Lats, make sure to check us out on Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast, on Facebook, Taproom Sports Podcast, taproomsportspodcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at Jordan Rules TSP. Follow Ben, hashtag no Twitter Ben. <laughs> Make sure to tap into APR. We preview and pick every single game on the NFL slate. Uh, ben and Eddie both went. They both hit Thursday night. I took Texans plus eight. I did not hit. So they are 1-0. I am 0-1 on the week. But make sure to tap into the rest of it, man, because we have a lot of insight, and we have best bets on there too. So we pick every game, and then we got our best bets and thursday night was not one of my best beds so just for food for thought (laughs) there we go we'll see y'all on monday for tap room make sure to hit us up on instagram and twitter because we have a contest all you have to do is find the post we'll retreat it we'll bump it all you have to do is tag 
three friends follow us and you entered for a autographed mini helmet a 50 dollars to bauer gift card and plenty more we'll see y'all later peace